Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal oh, friends. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. You just scared the crap out of my dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Chickity Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is our That's weekly examination we of all things metal right here on uh, MetalSucks.net. We yeah. appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Every Monday, a brand new episode this week. We have a special guest, uh, Chance Garnett of uh, Skeleton Witch is on with us. Their new album is coming out on the 29th. We're gonna so good so far. Get, we've heard. Dude, it's so good. It is so good. You haven't heard the whole thing. I haven't yet. heard the whole thing. I've heard I two have, or three songs. I've had a chance to uh, listen to the entire record, and it's and it's badass. And man, we got so. another new one that we're playing, right? That's right. We're going to play the title track for you during this episode as well. Maybe another snippet of another Protest the Hero song, even though that it's already leaked and all that good stuff. And I'm going to play some... I want to. I guess it's called a cult metal. Is that right? Well, we'll do the, something off the new Noctum that you can't stand, and we'll talk about that. Actually, is kind of a trend that's going on right uh-huh. now. Make sure that you are subscribed on iTunes because that way you don't have to, uh, you know, work at it. We want to make it easy for you, so it'll come right to your uh, device. Otherwise, make sure you listen to us uh, right there on MetalSucks.net every Monday. That you can uh, check us out. Yeah, All the don't links forget are up to there. follow you at, at No Control Radio. Well, that's one. I actually created another Twitter did account. Did you? Uh, yes, just uh, kind of a separate one. I haven't done much with it yet. At Bearded Ape ah. is uh, the other one that I have. And I am at Godless Speaks. Oh, no. We're in trouble. Yeah. You're already trolling people on Twitter. It's, this is not fun. Yeah, it's good. That's going to be bad. Every Christian metal band out there, let me just warn you right now, <laughs> you are going to get trolled every every Sunday morning. Then Godless is going to be up your <laughs> yeah, ass. Right. Well, I listened to that Faster for the Master show that you've got on No uh, Control yeah, Radio, yeah. and there's a lot of Christian metal bands out there, man. <laughs> there is, I know, I but know. I, I, it's it's kind of like you know, I don't know. I keep on like trying to find something, and it's a, it's a bunch of bands that d- don't take any chances whatsoever. All they do is they they pull up the 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 death metal real book and they play the stuff from it and then throw their sprinkle their religion on top and it's i i just you know i need my death metal so i'm gonna listen but uh, you know i keep on hoping i'm gonna come across that one thing that that one band that does something that really really changes the game somehow well they don't need to change the game god has made the game and the game is what the game is man it's uh, it's how it is exactly you're just searching for god that's all you just need to find you need to find yourself i do have a standing of uh invitation to a local bible study group oh no yeah and i keep on like putting off going but I might have to. Oh, wait, are they are they trying to get you in there? Oh, we gotta send we gotta send that. We, we gotta record this. <laughs> gotta record I mean, it. We're gonna do that. We're gonna we're, we're gonna have fun with this. Oh man, because uh, if if people don't know, we are in Texas, yeah. and uh, it can get interesting down here when it comes to that subject, was, to say the least. If you see me hanging from a tree somewhere in Round Rock, you know what happened. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we've been we were talking before we got started about how. The Metallica movie, well, Through the Never. Well, it popped up this week that basically the Metallica movie is uh, is a flop. And Axel had a couple of, uh, you know, three good points about why it was a flop. And I think all those are definitely valid. Yeah. But I have to give 
at least some props to Metallica for trying to come outside the box. And we started talking about, well, what happens when bands try to do things that none other bands do? And it just keeps recurring that there's this one band that keeps doing stuff way outside the box and not many others that do. And I don't think they're getting the respect that they deserve for it. And that's sort of a crazy thing to me because I, that's what I started thinking is that it's weird because, okay, Metallica does uh, through the never. So they do this 3d IMAX movie. They do a big concert movie release. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's a flop, whatever. But then they do uh, a, their own music festival. They curate their own full on two, three day music festival. Yeah. With like a bunch of alternative band, college bands yeah, you know, or whatever really on it and stuff. Weird. And st- yeah. Which makes no sense. So it's not a metal festival. Right. It's something that's weird and outside the, outside the bounds. Then they want to, you know, the, the other news that popped up this week was Lars wants to tour with green day. And, uh, who else? You too. You too. Yeah. Know? Okay, that's a great idea. Never no. happen. No. How about how about not? Because <laughs> it'd be cool if they did like a one-off somehow, you know, and then like broadcast it around the world yeah. or something like that. They could do that, right? Yeah, they could. Well, and then you've got because uh, the, they did it for Live Aid back yeah. in like '84. But that was a just a bunch of dudes on a stage. This is this is a multi-million-dollar type stage that but, they'd be but all to. those bands at live aid were the biggest bands in the world at the time yeah but the, the, the biggest bands in the world playing on a on a just a regular stage is one thing with metallica man it's not gonna they couldn't do that they, they'd be all they want well, they, the di- they did it at orion stage well i think of there it was the same thing when they did the Ozfest in 2008 they had a, a screen behind them right and then it had like stuff on it and that's it yeah it's not like what it is in metallica through the never and that's what they're talking about touring with Uh-oh. at some point yeah that's never is that package with that gigantic stage and all the all the stuff how, how cool would it be to see you two on that stage though? right <laughs> i know it's like oh, there's man. the edge like just shocked that there's stuff popping up out of the stage yeah. lights on fire and <laughs> yeah all, all kinds of fun stuff going on there but then you know the musically they did the thing with uh lou reed even though it was terrible yeah i mean it was awful there was they, and they can't there's no escaping the fact that it was awful even though they tried to say that it was somewhat okay but uh that was terrible but you're talking about a band who doesn't have to come outside the box this band right could make the same record over and over again they every four years garage days re 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 revisited do a regular tour just the maybe 15 stops every six months yep and be millionaires like they are now and not have to worry about coming outside the box so right. i think it's interesting that they're willing to put themselves out there or at least try to do some of these things. Do you think that's because they they're presented with it because they've got the money or, and the people are bringing them these ideas. Is that, is that part of it? I don't think so. I think they got, I think they're they're. I think Lars has just got, he's, he's got an itch to scratch and he's got the money to itch it. Probably. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, just like with the, the, this talk about doing a thing with you two and green day, it's like, it, it, you know, it, there's so many barriers that are beyond Lars's control from that happening, right? But it, what is barring him from releasing a movie? Not much. Mm. What's barring him from doing an album with Lou Reed? Not much. You know, so he's got that under control. He can do it. And so he does. And I think the same thing with, like, you look at the whole, his thing with Napster. It was like, uh, you know, he felt strongly about something. He put himself out there. He was right. He was wrong. But he put himself out there. He took yeah. a chance and, you know, and, and they I'm sure they suffered financially for, for what they did, you know? 
Maybe. I mean, maybe to some extent, but I mean, at least in image wise, you figure that they Definitely. suffered some, but it doesn't mean that their image is completely tarnished or anything like that. People are still buying, will go buy the Black Album again. Right. You know, they, they'll still go see them on tour. They're still going to buy tickets to their show. So, I mean, it's still going to happen. So they're not completely ruining their reputation by doing these things or anything like that. And, you know, Metallica Through the Never is not... I don't think it's a failure yet. I think I right. think the last laugh is going to be on any of us who say that it that it's a flop because it may have flopped at the box office to where only 3.5 million out of their 18 has been recovered or or whatever from the t- from the ticket sales, but I think we're all going to be be astonished when that thing comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. And you know, I don't know what they're going to get as far as international because probably the theaters around the world are like looking at the united states going i'm not going to bring that to my theater because i don't want to well, sit there you know have only nine people show up too there'll be some of that there'll definitely be some of that but but, it, but at the same time you know they also did a lot of promoting over in europe as well yep they did a lot of worldwide promote the most the most work i've ever seen them do ever yeah uh in in the since like back in the day like uh, injustice for all kind of work you know where they're touring and shows and tv and radio and podcasts and everything else where they're you know, invading as much as they can doing a media blitz on this thing. So that had to be just outrageously expensive as well. But I still think that they're going to recoup that money. And even if they lost some, it's not going to hurt them that much. Yeah. I mean, when, when James Hetfield's worth $170 million and, you know, Kirk Hammett, the second guitarist of the band <laughs> is, is worth $80 million. Yep. I mean, you're not, you're not in any danger of going broke anytime soon, but I still think we're, they're going to be laughing all the way to the bank with that one when it comes out on dvd i really do and if not i think that they'll break even you know what i mean or close enough so at least no harm no foul i i don't know i I think but i think it ends up being a really awesome marketing piece for the eventual tour with that stage i I mean who won't want to see that concert i don't know I, i i haven't seen metallica in 20 years really yeah, I don't think. I think the last uh, time I saw it was on the Black Album Tour, and I was like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> but, you know, here we are, you know, all these years later, and, you know, they're playing some old stuff, and it's they sound really good. They look excited about playing together, which I haven't gotten that vibe for a long time. And, you know, I think Rob Trujillo is to thank for a lot of that. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, uh, you know, geez, I mean, maybe it's because the kids are now in college and they got to pay the bills. But it looks like, yeah, it looks like they're excited to play again, I, you know, for whatever reason. And now, you know, they come around. I'm going to want to go. But, you know, are there other bands? I mean, we, we talked a little bit before we got going. Are there other bands that can take a chance like that or do are able to pull that something like this off? I, we're trying to scope it out in the metal world right you know is there somebody else who has this kind of uh, clout that they can pull it off i mean we we talked about phil anselmo because next week is uh the house Horror film festival that's happening here in austin texas and that's a it's common, a great, it's great a, concept yeah it's a it's a neat concept with the with the horror film festival mixed with uh metal music and right around halloween yeah exactly like around halloween time so it's sort of fitting but it's something he's branching out yeah you know branching out with the labels one thing but Right, you know. and you look at him artistically. It's like with Down and the five other freaking side side projects he's got. Right. And his, you know, he puts out a solo album with like the intent, like to put out something that's completely unlistenable. Ugh. And I mean, yeah. you know, here he is. He's trying all these different things and juxtaposition that 
to his arch rival Vinny Paul, who couldn't <laughs> be doing, couldn't be taking less chances if he tried. Hell yeah! He's, he's one step away from like uh, doing a karaoke band. You know what I mean? Which would probably make more money than Hell Yeah does, <laughs> most likely. Well, I, I think maybe not. I'm, I'll bet you Hell Yeah is doing just fine. But yeah, they are playing the middle of the road rock yeah. thing, so you know, there's enough. I mean, if you're listening to Kid Rock still, then you know you're listening to Hell Yeah, Kid Rock, Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look at Avenged Sevenfold. Here they are. They're doing their Metallica impersonation as hard and as heavy as they possibly can. And I use the word heavy, not the way you think I am. Yeah. But, no, I'm with you. You know, and, and you know, are they the band that's going to eventually go on and make their IMAX movie? God, I hope not. They probably will. But it's it's like I don't see them doing something like that because they don't take chances. But there's still also, that's not a chance now, though. That's the that's what I'm talking about. Is that who's leading the way in this thing? Metallica's already done it. The yep. fact that it's already been done means that you're not taking a chance because you know what you're getting into. Already. Unless you're taking a financial chance. Well, even even then, I mean that yep. e- even then that's only going so far. I mean, so you're filming a concert and you're putting a concert movie in the IMAX theater. Ah, big deal, you know. But who else has got the kind of clout to pull something like that off? Well, I wrestled I the bear once. Did the did a movie? Didn't they? Well, and so did Lamb of God. They got the yeah. they've got the that's the, coming the, out. Right. Yeah, exactly. They also watched the trailer for that thing this week. And I mean, movies are one thing, but creating something, a whole new paradigm is another. Yeah. You know, you don't you just don't see it that often. When you think about in the past, you think about bands like Pink Floyd, who did this entire like basically rock opera on stage with the wall and created something amazing that you had never seen. And that was the 1980s. You know that's that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, and you just don't see that sort of thing happening very often unless it's on the level of somebody like Metallica. At least, and I'm just trying to think of in in the metal world, you just don't see it that often. And when you're cutting edge and you're on the fringe and you're extreme, it's like you figure we would be the ones that are inventing and creating some cool different ideas and stuff. And I think there's a sum of it out there. But do you think it's just a money factor? Is it a matter of, uh, of the bankroll not having that sort of... No, I think it's the fact that, you know, everybody's so freaking macho and nobody wants to put themselves out there for fear of being ridiculed. Or just no good ideas right now. No, yeah. dude, there's a lot of good ideas. I mean, you've listened to the albums that have been coming out the last year or yeah, two? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other things that you can... We're what, coming out of the what's desert the, now. What's the other stuff that you can do? Uh, I mean, what more is there? Well, Lou Reed's not busy. <laughs> Oh God! Please no, no. But yeah, I mean, we no. got the we got the interview with Chance, you know, from Skeleton Witch, and you know, the dude just now is able to make a living off of his music, and yeah. you know, with this new album, I hope he's able to go for quite a while before he's got to go back to doing carpentry, you know. But when you're when you're struggling to just to get to the next gig and get enough fuel into the tank it's tough to take a moment and think hmm you know i wonder what we could do with you know a rapper midget in the band you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know that could be pretty awesome oh wait that's been done see that's not inventive though I, but you know what i'm saying i'm doing something outside the box doing something different yeah. look at corn okay here's an example corn Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did, man. Oh, no, you didn't. You can rip it, but they heard that Skrillex. It worked for them. They contact the dude. Skrillex isn't a Grammy winner yet. They do an album together. Unfortunately, only the Skrillex stuff is good, and the corn stuff is awful. But, you know, they're trying something different. Thank goodness mm. they're trying something mm. different. Because okay. the All stuff right. they're usually doing is awful right now. 
Well, what I love about Skeleton Witch, segue. All right, <laughs> yes. What I love, let me tell you five things I love about Skeleton Witch. One of the things that I really love when I first heard this band uh, is the fact that you can't pigeonhole them into one type of metal. They, right. they, they are. They do a creative thing where they blend different styles together. Whether they blend a faster version of thrash, a little bit of black metal, all these things sort of tied together into what is just able to be known as skeleton witch and create something completely different i love it i love it. and i think what they've done is uh is is just gotten better throughout the years man new album is called serpents unleashed and we got a chance to talk to uh chance garnett lead singer who is uh, a little bit older than us whoa <laughs> holy crap that dude's long in the tooth man I had a chance to talk to him and uh, talk about the new record. We talked about uh, why his mom loves uh, Scotty, not uh, <laughs> not Nate or Chance. That's who she comes to see. And some other cool stuff about the uh, new record touring and, and, like he said, life in the band as it stands. Uh, we're being mustained. Again, hello. Hey, uh, Chance. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? It's uh, uh Chuck so and Godless from the uh, Metal Sucks podcast. So close. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. Just sitting here uh, nailing out a uh, a brothers interview for our uh, our guy in Germany for something over there. So hard at work doing skeleton with shit, man. <laughs> they, they don't make you do it in German, do they? You know that would uh, be a very quick one. <laughs> I would write uh, Scheiser and Finn. I, that'd be it. I don't know anything about that. Guten Tag, Wiener Schnitzel. What do you mean by brothers interview? Are you both doing it, or they're just asking questions about you and your brother, or what? Yeah, yeah. Nate's got the same questions that I have, and uh, it's like, um, what's it like being in a band with your brother? What's the bad part about being in a band with a brother? Uh, when you start playing music together. Uh, what's the differences between you and him? Things like that. All right, well, go ahead and answer all those questions <laughs> yeah, right now. That, that, that sounds good. That's, Chuck, that's your entire <laughs> list. <laughs> the, the, you just but nailed the whole interview. So dude, don't, don't you think it would be better if they did like a, uh, you both got the same questions, but it was like uh, the newlywed game? You know, I kind of thought it would be that way uh, just between him and I. Like, yeah. let, me yeah. your answer. let me see yours and I'll, you can see mine, but write it first. Yeah, like, mom likes which one of yeah. you best. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something pretty similar to that as well. <laughs> it's like, well, Nate's favorite color is blue. No, it's green, you Ooh. idiot. Uh, he has red hair. Of course it's green, dumbass. <laughs> you just hope there's no none of those whoopee questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, in that situation. Where is Nate's favorite place to make whoopee? Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. I, I think that, that would be valid. That's you like that classic, like that. yeah, the classic answer. In the ass! <laughs> in the ass, Bob. No in the ass. Let me see your answer. You have the ass. All right. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, winner, champion. That's awesome. So um, let's see. I, I noted that you guys were uh, selling a bunch of 10 years of skeleton witch stuff on the Facebook page, man. Yeah. How, how's that feel to be a decade in now? Oh, uh, man, it's awesome. Uh, is that really something I. Uh, I guess I didn't plan on not achieving the goal, uh, <laughs> right? But I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot. But I, you know, it's never something that I was like positive that would happen. Um, we started way down in Athens, Ohio, just playing when Nate and Scotty had time, not at class, which was more for Nate. I don't think he went to class too much. But uh, you know, it's hard to believe that ten years on down the road, that uh, I kind of think we've just put out our best record we've ever put out, and. Uh, and things are rolling smoother and stronger, and we got more on the horizon than we've ever had. So it's a real good feeling, man. How did uh, how did Nate talk you into being in the band? Let's let's get that one down. 
maybe it might have been the other way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he um, he was playing with these guys as an instrumental band. Um, didn't really have a band name or anything, and they were trying out singers down there. And uh, I had done a little project with Nate, him and I only, way back uh, where I did uh, lyrics and vocals called uh, Rotting Vomit. Nice. Yeah, it was definitely a gore-centric gore uh, death metal band. You know, I was like, so how's that set a vocalist uh, search going, man? And he's like, man, this guy didn't do it. This guy doesn't sing the right way. This kid that calls himself Thunderlungs is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, dude, uh, I think that Rotting Vomit stuff was pretty pretty tight for given the uh, amount we could put into it as far as, you know, recording and everything. How about I give it a shot? And he was like, yeah, man, uh, come on down or let me... Uh, I think he had a cassette tape, actually, of uh, a few of the songs they had. They might have had four or five or six songs. And I kind of put together some lyrical patterns and came down and went down to this dirty-ass, like, cat-piss basement they were practicing in at the time. And uh, to be able to hear them play these songs together, I was like, dang, man, my brother had got really good the amount of time he'd been at college since the last time I'd seen him play. I kind of was like, well, I don't really have a lot of words, but here's where I'm thinking about putting them. Uh, what do you guys think about this? And uh, they were like, you're good to go, man. This is a new singer and this man that has no name. <laughs> done and done. So how many years did it take before you got over the fact that they didn't ask you first? Oh, zero. I mean, I was I was up here kind of like doing work in a warehouse gigs and trying to pay rent and, and just hating my life. And uh, Athens isn't like right next door. It's a good hour and a half away. Oh, okay. Got it. And uh, Nate was in college, so doing his own thing. You know, I wasn't going to try to just, you know, Nate's got a good thing. Let me see if I can step all over that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take uh, before you were able to, like, leave those those jobs and just be doing Skeleton Witch? Uh, shit, dude. Up two years ago, last year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very recent. Wow. Not not, uh, not warehouse jobs because, you, you know, a clock in, clock out type of job is not going to let you come and go. Like, I need to be able to come and go. Yeah. I had done quite a bit of carpentry work finished carpentry and you know you really only work when there's jobs to do and i've got a really good friend who's a general contractor and an excellent trim carpenter and uh i had worked for him in the past before so you know he's been nothing but supportive and still got you know let's say tomorrow if i didn't have you know this tour to go on in, in a couple of weeks and i needed to get some work done i, I could go right back and and hammer a few nails for him yeah that's a, a that's actually seems pretty common I've, I've heard i've heard a lot of people that uh, do a lot of trade work, uh, trade work on the sides. Like yeah, the guy from Black Tusk does. The dude from Gorguts, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Like he, he's been doing like comedy work. Yeah, for, building cabinets and for, stuff like that. And, and he loves it in in his French accent. He yes. loves doing the carpentry. <laughs> but that seems like a pretty common common story because you got to take off a month or six weeks at a time to to go do something. You can't hold down like a like like you said like a clock in clock out job. Yeah, uh, that's just not gonna. They're not going to let you do that, yeah. for sure. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of, uh, I would say, like, record store-type jobs that uh, touring musicians would have. I know Scotty, he does that. Um, record stores? Really? I didn't yeah, think they well, existed yeah. anymore. You know, in the, the, the little town of Athens, Ohio, there's two places <laughs> to get records. Nice. Walmart or Hoffa's Records. <laughs> and uh, Hoffa's has all the used shit, all the DVDs, all the Blu-rays that the students trade in for beer money. So it's a, it's a very niche little spot, and in occasion, a record store will still exist. Now, aren't you playing there, like coming up here pretty soon or something like that, or did, doing uh, a hometown a game? days from now. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and have our CD release there. You know, it's kind of a, you don't try to play a Wednesday in, in your big town, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, you know, the first day of tour is Thursday. 
So whatever, man. I think uh, I'd like to go down there and play some. Uh, we start the show a little earlier. Everybody does have school the next day. Uh, I think there is when the, when the students are in. There's probably the population is double what it is normally. It's that small of a town. So uh, there's one venue you can have rock and metal shows with a real PA. Yeah, man. Two Wednesdays from now in Athens, we're going to give it a shot. CD release. Going to play probably four new ones. See what they think. So what had made the difference a year ago? That, that what what was the switch? Is it something with the record deal, or uh, just is uh, uh, something with the touring that's been able to click that you're not able to, uh, or that you're able to focus more on Skeleton Witch? Uh, I think my ability to budget my money has increased in- exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just after tour and you, and you get what you get and you're and then now it's gone. I, I think I'm really have been able to. Uh, grow up in terms of how I handle my fucking bank account and stretch it out. Cause you know, you get paid after tour. That's it. At least that's for how we do it. And then whatever that is, you got to make it last for the next time you go out. Right. You know, that has helped out a lot, not going out and just, Oh dude, I need, I need a new wardrobe. I need five pairs of shoes. <laughs> that kind of shit. You know, like, no, actually you got five months of rent. You better fucking sit on that shit. So what makes the, how do you guys decide? I mean, you guys are, it seems like constantly, touring how are you able to decide you know when you're going and when you're staying i mean is it is it like we need to make some money or is it the booking agent says there's another opportunity or what is it really it's what we prefer to do period uh no there's never a time where we're like okay dudes i'm broke let's get on the road we don't tour because we're broke we tour because it's the best job in the world and it's how i love to spend my time i love being in a new place every day and presented with new challenges you know like just from anything from all oh, this merch area sucks how am i going to make this work to all oh, this pa is fucking great to the exact opposite this is hardly a pa you know just being presented with new challenges and shit i really uh i really like that the day-to-day and, and touring definitely provides you with that yeah so, but, you know, but france when, sucks when do we want to go what, what's that i said france sucks you, you got to try to avoid france right um you know we've had some good shows there i, I, I definitely can't say that uh uh, every French experience I've had has, has been bad, man. There's definitely some good, uh, some good shows there, and uh, some pretty good bread too, actually. <laughs> oh, well, all right, all right. Bread, hey. bread meaning baguette. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I thought you actually meant there's good bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. not good eats there. <laughs> You're like Ted's is 41. He probably does call money bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. So, is, is I mean, when you're trying to budget out on the road, after a while, it's like. Dudes, how about a little bit of uh, Doubletree guest suites instead of the cheapest place you can find, right? I mean, has that um, changed for you guys or evolved for it's sort of like, man, I need a little bit of luxury? Well, we had gone from a, uh, a a truck stop van sleeping band for seven, eight years to being able to get a hot-wired room now. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the Doubletree uh, or the Radisson, we're still a little bit, we're not quiet at that point, <laughs> but we're not sleeping in the van uh, nightly. Sometimes on like gigantic drives, especially in Canada, we'll just eat that one and go, man, we're only going to be able to sleep in this room for like four hours anyway. Don't spend the cash. Let's just pull over, lay down for about three hours and get up and go take a shit in this fucking truck stop and get back on the road. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we still, uh, we try to get one room and then uh, somebody's getting on the floor and, uh, Usually that's me or Evan. I I flounce around and 
real bad in bed, and, and Evan is a, is a stone in bed. And I remember one time not too long ago, I rolled over on him real hard. I thought he was going to come unglued, not because he was mad I did it, just because he was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in a strange place, and then some big beardy arm comes rolling over on top of your face, and he's just like, wow, what the, God? I'm like, oh, dude, I'll, I'll get on the floor. I didn't mean it. <laughs> it was an accident. Getting attacked by a Sasquatch in Canada. That's when you lose your job, and they replace you with a female singer. you got to be careful of that. <laughs> Dude, that is the new rage, isn't it? <laughs> All right, totally. Well, no, it was. It's weird to talk about this because, like, just this week, there was a guitar player for uh, another band. I think it was an Eon or something like that who decided that he was going to quit the band uh, because he couldn't afford it anymore. He did what, it in the it, whiniest way possible because it was, you know, I'm done with this, you know, because I can't, I can't afford to live this way anymore. And just this week. Uh, the bass player, I think it was a bass player for yep. Fuck the Facts, came out and said that, you know, I'm doing it for the love of the music. That I'm staying with the band because I'm broke, because that's what I'm doing. It's the whole point is I want to be on tour. And it sounds like you're yeah. in that that sort of book. Absolutely. The reason why I have a, uh, the car that I have, the only reason why I have this Honda CRV is because my brother, not Nate, but my other brother, who's a nurse, gave it to me. And you live on, you know, it's very, uh, you live up to your means, and I don't have that high of a means, but. I don't hate my life day after day. I'd have more money clocking in and out, but I would fucking hate it, and I have hated it. My bank account is less, but inside my head, it's way more. I feel so much better just about who I am and what I do, and, and just waking up dreading, like, you want to be sick when you're working in a warehouse, so you don't have to go to work. Yeah. You can talk to yourself, my throat hurts, I'm not going to work. It doesn't hurt, you just hate it. But when you are sick on the road... You're like, oh, I ain't sick. I love this. So, yeah, I, I agree with the uh, fuck the facts guy, absolutely. Yeah, Chance, I mean, I figured, like, seeing as you're the singer of the band, that there should at least be some hot metal chick somewhere who's willing to put you up for a few months at a time here and there, no? <laughs> I don't live alone, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you! <laughs> but I don't uh, I don't have to... Uh, you know, we, it's not like it, it's being put up, either. Let me guess. Yeah. Nate lives with the new bass man, player. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you get do you get a lot of that? I know that when bands are through, because we're in uh, we're in Austin, Texas, so I know a lot mm-hmm. of people around here. We shack up bands when they're in town. You get to stay with people when you're on the road and and do that kind of thing too. Especially in Austin, actually, uh, we're good friends with. Uh, I'm trying to think of the band he's in now. Mike Morowitz from uh, Wet Lungs, I think. Okay, uh, he was in the band The Roller for a long the longest time. Oh yeah. So we we stay with him and his wife every time. Uh, we did a South by Southwest down there. The first one we did. And that's where we had met. They were playing. Roller was playing as well. And we just hit it off. And um, every time we go to Austin, uh, that's where we stay. It seems like there's a lot of that that happens, you know, with all kinds of different bands in, in this town. Because there's a ton of musicians, working, living musicians in this town that that are trying to survive, too. So willing to put out the helping hand wherever they can. Yeah, it was definitely... Uh Nothing but uh, Southern hospitality coming from those guys. And like I said, I don't think we've played in Austin where we haven't stayed with Mike and Lori. Absolutely. Chuck's got the new album. I haven't heard the new album. I have got the new album. And, and Chuck raves about it. It is awesome. All right. I would have to say that, you, that this this may be your finest hour. And I don't know how the hell you All do right. that. Really, seriously. When it, when I heard Beyond the Permafrost way back in the day, I'm like, this is the best thing these guys are going to ever do. And somehow you step this shit up every time. What's the song that you played on Friday night? Oh, shit. All right. So <laughs> you played the song on Friday night. Sorry, I didn't mean to put him on the spot. But, me, me and track numbers, but, man. But I, I had to ask this question, right? So I'm listening to the song, and it sounds almost like 
I, I know this sounds weird, but in the songwriting process, like the vocals came first, if that makes sense. You know, usually it sounds like the band puts together the metal and then the vocalist kind of comes in and puts the me- the melody, you know, sort of thing on top of it. It sounded to me like it almost worked the opposite way because it felt so sort of intrinsic to the song. Does that make sense? You know, I, I guess it, it could make sense. Uh, it's it's not correct. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> no, Nate uh, gives me the demos, and then we tweak the song, and I start coming up with patterns. Um, I don't get the finished product, and then, hey, squeeze these words in. I mean, I, I, I have done it that way, but at this point, we really don't. We kind of have the loose demo, and then, you know, everybody puts their two cents in on top of that to... Uh, Maybe we should extend this part, do this. Well, the vocal pattern is going to kind of go like this, so don't put the tail on it until the end. You know, just that kind of musician bullshit talk with each other, trying to get the shit right. Um, so there is a little bit of like, a, I guess, in the middle, where it's like, hey, I'm thinking about this vocal pattern here. Let's switch it up. But never have the vocals come first. Yeah, well, I or just, the lyrics, I guess. I guess, I guess, you know, from this new song, it, it sounds like the the There's, songwriting is just totally stepped up. And the one I, what you're thinking of is "I Am Death." Is okay, the one yeah, that, exactly. I yes. Am of Death is the song that that I played this week. Yeah, too. that video is uh, it just came out like uh, two weeks ago, I think, as well. So we've been playing that one live on these last few shows we had with uh, Ghost, as well as a couple little headliners in between. Oh, I'm sorry, you played with Ghost. <laughs> yeah, it was an opportunity to, I think, that to uh, play with uh, for some fans or some some fans of music that would maybe normally wouldn't give Skeleton Witch a shot. Yeah, but none of the Ghost fans are fans of music. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, you can't say none of them are. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are, are fans of smartphones, sure, but uh, and, and the Ghost guys themselves are huge fans of music. I mean, uh, yeah. Papa's always looking to collect records and asking Scotty, where can we get these? Is there a music store around here? And that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it was an opportunity, I think, that uh, it was a little contrasting. You know, skeleton which ghost. Wow, they sound very, very different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank goodness. But I can't draw that crowd on my own in those kind of venues. And it's going. They, they were giving me. They were opening the door for me to play for some new people. And uh, man, it's totally. It, it worked out great. We've got a lot of people who never heard of y'all. It's fucking great. Awesome. You know, and mission accomplished, man. I, I thank them for that. It's awesome. Does that light a fire on your under your ass where you know you're about to head out on the road with a band and you want to work that much harder to impress the new people who haven't seen you before, haven't heard of you before, that sort of thing? I don't know if I want to go as far as to say incentive because I'm, I'm not really a person that is going to half-ass it to a built-in crowd like the one in Athens. I know there's going to be X amount of kids there. Uh, well, just because I know they're going to be there doesn't mean particularly I'm going to, I'm just going to fuck phone this one in. But it is something that does kind of get in you. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that have never seen you. This is your opportunity. You got 40 minutes to win these people over. Go kick its ass. So yeah, there is a little bit of that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, does it turn into a challenge instead of? Uh, I mean, your typical show, you preach into the converted with one with one audience where you know that it's built in and they love that style right, of music. Right, the first song, they're into it. You this know, this is a challenge mm-hmm. to to bring them to you. Right, it's kind of like uh, if it was easy, anyone could do it. How about that? Yeah. So when you are you calling up the booking agent, just saying, "Hey, man, this year I want to be on the road fifty weeks out of the year. Make it happen." Is that how that works, or or uh, do they just know that's what you want to do, especially when it comes to record time? And and you know they're gonna they're gonna try to make it happen for you. Uh, that's a little bit of of both, actually. Um, you could definitely call up your guy and say, uh, "We really don't want to be on the road this much this year, so only give us. We only want to do headliners, or we only want to do support." And you know, then then they'll focus that direction. Um, but with us, 
we kind of get, you get pitched things other than headliner. You make that happen on your own. You know, bands that are headlining will say they'll, they'll put out a press release or, or just get with their agents and agents will talk and be like, oh, well, so-and-so's going on tour. They're looking for submissions. Booking agent will come to us. Hey, do you want to submit to this? Or, hey, I submitted you for this. Then from that point, it's up to you to be like, fucking hey, man, get after it. Let's make that one happen. Or, um, I don't know if I want to play one out of eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten years later, you know. Yeah. Who were some of the bands that were no-brainers? When you heard when you got an offer like that, you're like, yep, doing it. The, the uh, Cannibal Corpse 1349 tour we did a couple years ago was go. like, absolutely, that one is, why? who would say no to that? Yeah. I mean, not, 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 none of us five. Maybe the Christian metal bands probably would <laughs> say no. Yeah, they might. Uh, <laughs> or they might go, you know what, opportunity over integrity. Uh, I renounce my God now. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting a tour with, on like... Um, with more like the melodic metal bands, like we got to do a, uh, a Children of Bodom tour, an Arch Enemy tour. Uh, I think Phonic was on that Arch Enemy tour. Those guys are, are awesome. Those are ones that we definitely needed to be on, way, way, even from way back in the day, like some of our first club tours uh, when we maybe just had Permafrost out. Getting the offer from Dying Fetus was a, a lock. I've been a huge fan of that ever since. Uh, and uh, What is that one? Uh, Infatuation with Malevolence? No. Uh-huh. Thinking oh, yeah. feed his album, destroy the opposition. Not that far back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, even before that. Yeah, really, like the oh. demo one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Destroy the opposition is the, is my one. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Goes, That's mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you don't like Black Dahlia Murder or uh, Job for a Cowboy? No, you actually just cut me off before I got there. No, <laughs> 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 no I love those dudes in BDM. We've toured with them a bunch. Uh, we've uh, gone to Europe with them just uh, this last year and did like an amazing amount of shows in the UK. I didn't know you could play so many. Uh, we get along with those guys great. Uh, I really like that, uh, the, I like, like Ritual. I think their new album is, uh, is amazing. The addition of Ryan Knight, fucking A, man. What a, what a hell of a guitar player, and what a cool dude, too. Um, the JFAC guys were, were a different band other than Johnny when we toured with them. Oh, got it. Well, yeah. I, th- I guess they had Charn. The, the, Charn was in the band as well. But like the string players are all different now. I mean, so... Uh, I have done a tour with them once, but I didn't really get to spend that much time with the dudes. But um, yeah, because you, you don't hang out at the gym, right? Um, I don't have a gym membership, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying everything is good as long as you don't book a house of blues in Florida, you're okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's kind of like a double edged sword in a way. It's uh, it sucks that we can't play the show because we're deemed unfit for whatever reason. But uh, also, it's a hell of a press release, isn't it? Right, I know. It's like, well, they're giving you a hell of a lot of press on that, uh, on that. so it's a bad news is good news. And yeah, now all you got to do is start dating Tipper Gore. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something, huh? I think, you know, I'm not a young man, but she might still be a little long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have a problem with her age. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be the problem. So I think we're going to fill that date, that Orlando date anyway. We're probably going to fill that with a... Uh, a headliner a few hours north of that, just stay out of that area and uh, maybe talk everybody into that's going to that show to wear their skeleton with shirts. You know, something like that. We'll, we'll make it happen. It's, it's not the end of the world. So what do you think it was that they reacted to? Any idea? Uh, maybe the shirt just says, eat some fucking pussy real big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you can put the, you can stuff that one under the table. I mean, that's not, not yeah, that big of a deal. That, that one was back then. We did, we had that on Ozfest and that was, you know, that was a little fun little, goofy thing to do it wasn't any kind of thing that 
you know, I'm not, I'm not carrying that shirt around or anything. It was just kind of like a, let's try this for fucking funsies. It must be like the image. I don't know if it's, maybe it's the upside down cross stuff. Uh, I don't really have like a pro satanic mantra or, or whatever that I'm, I'm saying. I'm mostly telling evil stories in yeah. a way. I'm not really saying like pro, you know, just because I would be, what would that be? I would be atheist, I guess, if you had to really put me in a box. Uh, I don't believe in one or the other. A, that's kind of a freedom of speech thing. I never said, oh, Jesus, fuck, it sucks, Satan rules, or I don't say the opposite either. Yeah, you didn't go in there and uh, do a behemoth and tear up the Bible or anything. But oh, I mean, I'm sure that they would probably be banned as well. And there's a big list that this that this House of Blues has yeah. banned. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely not the first, and I'm for goddamn sure I'm not going to be the last. Well, and that was the thing. I, I, it made me go back and start reading through the lyrics again. I'm like, okay, what, you know, what do they find in here? And I, and I really couldn't find anything that was apart from even your tour mates that was like that i'm like well this is not yeah. shocking i mean you know there's nothing i don't know but all oh, right when they dig up uh because who else did they do i think the machine head machine was head. one that got canceled mm-hmm. in there and it was sort of arbitrary yeah who knows man um they might have been that they looked at us and been like my dude's too ugly <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's like check out the beard on that dude man no we can't do that, that that's yeah, totally evil right there long so is there? All right, so you guys have gone through how many drummers now over the years? Ten, over the past ten years, like four, three? No, no, uh, no. Molochad was our original drummer, and he played all the way up until Breathing the Fire. So he did uh, at One with the Shadows. He did Worship the Witch EP. He did Permafrost, and he did Breathing the Fire. And then Dustin did um, Forever Abomination and Serpents Unleashed. We did have Tony uh, Loriano do a tour with us. Got it. Okay. So we could get that, you know, but uh, no, uh, as far as full-time drummers, Mullet Chad and, uh, and Dustin, that's it. So what was your issue with Tony? It just stylistically wasn't exactly the right fit for us. I mean, technically, obviously he could play. Jesus, he, he just played with Nile and stuff. He, yeah. You know, but it's just, uh, he also lived in Florida, and it, it's a little easier when, uh, you know, your guys, Dustin lives three hours away. You know, I don't. I wouldn't have to fly him into practice. Yeah, it's right. not unheard of just to hop in the car and drive over for a, for a session. Right, Indianapolis to Columbus is about three hours. Yeah, uh, Cleveland to Columbus is about three hours, and that's where Evan lives. Uh, so just stylistically and, and geographically, it worked out better this way. And uh, and I think just Dustin is more, you know, maybe it's being from the Midwest, more of uh, a like-minded individual. You know, Tony's done a lot of things. Um, Dustin was extremely hungry. Uh, so I think that has some to do uh, to play into the fact as well. Well, that and I don't know how you guys do it, but somehow whenever I see you guys live, it is always faster live than on on Definitely the album. Is. God damn! I because people are like man, that's that's amazing how fast they are. I was like, go see them live and see what happens because I'm. <laughs> it, it, I don't know how you do it. You just it, like the BPMs just go through the roof when you guys play live. I, you know, I think it's that that, that uh, stoked factor, honestly. That. Uh, just happy to be there and to be able to do it and thinking of the alternative, you know, I've said this uh, several times that, uh, the best day at work is, uh, well, the work, yeah, the best day at work is still not near as good as the worst day on tour. Yeah. Damn straight. They're doing what you love and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just that stoke factor comes into play. And sometimes when the crowd is going absolutely ape shit, the energy does come back at you and yep. Now you're up 12 BPM. Yeah, right. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, <laughs> well, your fifth album, Serpents Unleashed, is out October 29th. Uh, people can get it in the stores. All the congratulations on the big sold out pre sale, man. I was checking that out, going, I'm going to buy. It. No, I'm not. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the um, yeah, the two big packages are gone, and the um, 
the 10-year shirt uh, packages are gone. There are still some surface-unleashed T-shirts and surface-unleashed hoodies available. Those packages are available. Of course, the 7-inch box set is still available. Um, two different colors of vinyl and cassette tape for some reason. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. So, <laughs> so the 7-inch box set, does that have all the 7-inches that you guys released before the for ones? This record, what it is is the 11 songs plus a live version of Burn From Bone spread out over six, seven inches. Okay, okay. So, But it's not the, because you guys did that whole run of like seven inches that you sold at your shows only there? We did a trilogy, yeah, seven inch yeah. release, which was old songs. That I could not, I couldn't get it. I, I, like, I went to the last show, you were here on a tour and sold out. It was like, son of a bitch. So I, I didn't get any of those. I was like, damn it. Yeah, the, 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 what the uh, box set that's uh, now is a uh, is just Serpents Unleashed with the live bonus um, spread out over the six different seven inches, and then those the artwork on those come together to make the giant Baisley art without logo, like that, a complete art. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Man. So this is for your fans who find uh, turning the record over halfway through annoying. This is really annoying because you've got to <laughs> flip the record how many, 12 times to get to listen to the whole man, thing? Man, seven inches, it's a whole other world, man. Yeah. I want to say that it, that it comes with a download code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better. So you can go ahead and put it on your yeah. iPod and not have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a lot of people that collect vinyl and stuff, and it's, it's basically you know geared that way for yeah. uh, for the real collectors, the hardcore fans, the uh, the ones that really want the vinyl pieces. Just giving you a hard time. Chance. See, that's me. That's me. That, I, my partner over here does not have a record player. <laughs> oh, I, no. on the other hand, yeah, I don't either. I, I, I don't either, man. I I couldn't. I'd break every record I had. They'd be scratched to shit. Oh, I, l- yeah. I love vinyl. Uh, just it's one of my. It's I got back into it recently in the last couple of years. Guess so. what? When I'm hot, I turn on the air conditioning too. You know. <laughs> Dude, Fine. I do that too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chance. How many skeleton witch shows has your mom been to? Uh, somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen, I would guess. Wow, over ten years, she puts in one a year. That's not bad. That's not bad. Mom, well, she's not going to uh, drive. You know. <laughs> Too far. It's better than my um, mom ever did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone to some Columbus shows, sure. Uh, Is she coming to see you or your brother? Neither. I think <laughs> she likes Scotty the best. <laughs> 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 so they get along good. But, but my dad has worked out of town uh, uh, underwater construction. So when we, now that he's retired now, but like in the day when we would go through, let's say, Memphis, and he'd be working on a river down there or whatnot, we would always see him come out to the shows or like Little Rock. He would come out to the shows if he was doing work down on the Arkansas River and things like that. So uh, the family has definitely come to these shows. Well, Chance, thanks for taking the time out today, dude. We appreciate you, man. My pleasure, man. Thank you, guys. Congratulations on an awesome record. Yeah, Chuck definitely. Says. Can't De- wait to hear it. Definitely looking forward to the release on vinyl. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Suck it. <laughs> so congrats, I man. It, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you.
that that is ghost because there shouldn't be five more people willing to make sucky music oh, come on, on dude it's the in thing right now man what are you talking about just because it's in doesn't make it good it's brand new music from knock dumb n-o-c-t-u-m you gotta yeah. make sure you get that right because knock tem are the band from spain and that's the death metal band they rule are they death metal or are they black metal I, I, they're they're that dress up like black metal but they sound like death metal okay yeah yeah okay and noctum is uh well they're 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 uh, well i guess you can call it a, a cult is it a cult not not, not, not they didn't really have the themes right there 
It's more uh, doomish. Are they doing the Satan thing? In those I don't think too? so. I don't. I mean, they may be. Uh, you look at pictures yeah. of them; they got the candles and the skulls and all that stuff too. Uh-huh. So yeah, all right, cool. It's uh, it's hip now, right? It is. But you know, just the same way that we rip on a Veg Sevenfold for sounding like Metallica, whether these guys are the same dudes as Ghost or not, aren't? Shouldn't they be under the same amount of scrutiny and abuse? Uh, because they sound just like Ghost. But I'm not a huge fan of Ghost. I mean, I kind of like that song. Liberty and Death is the name of the song we just played from uh-huh. uh, from Noctum. I kind of like that song. You know, I'm, I'm boring not, as hell. Well, to you it is. To yes. other people, it's the best thing ever. Because I think that they're putting something into it that's not there. It's like the George W. Bush thing, you know? What do you mean? Well, I mean, that, 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 that it just lies completely flat, and it's it's completely empty, and everybody insti- you know, just puts in all of this baggage that they have of their own inside the song, and they claim it is good, but it, the emperor has no clothes, it sucks, and the only reason that you think it's any good is because you've injected it with all this gook from your insides. I have gook in my insides? Yes! That sounds really disgusting. <laughs> now I don't, I want to listen to that record again because it sounds really weird. No, it sounds even cooler than it did before. I'm just saying, here we are, we're talking about bands taking chances, and I can, you know... Uh, whether it's the thrash revival or it's the the doom revival or whatever kind of revival, how in the world, and when you only have 24 hours in the day, can you invest any amount of time listening to stuff that sounds just like other stuff when you could be listening to stuff that, that is doing things moving it forward, whether it's Cavellertack or Gojira or Noctem or, you know, these other bands that, that are, geez, uh, what's that band from, like, South Asia that, that was awesome. Oh, Chthonic. Uh, yeah. You know, they're all doing something really special, something cool that everybody should be listening to because, damn it, this is where the music's going. But who says that people are not listening to that? I mean, that, that it's it's right there Avenged with it. Sevenfold fans are not listening to Chthonic. And as well, they should not be because those people would not even get half of that stuff. So it's okay. No, it's not okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. No, because we've got... What was that band that we interviewed like months ago? It's the idea of bringing metal to the mainstream, and you bring metal to the mainstream, and that's what you get. That's what you get. You get even more mainstream stuff. So you can't have both things. It doesn't work that way. You've got, you can have either you be underground and it's all underground, or it's mainstream and it's all mainstream. There's not a near, near to the two meets. It just doesn't happen that way. That's fine, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. No. No, you don't have to like it at all. And I think that this doom stuff is doomed because it's tired and it sounds That's tired. A terrible joke. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, but it but it is. I mean, what in the world? In 2013, why are we still listening to something that sounds like 1970? Well, because and has people no want to. new ideas. Yeah, but because people want to. I mean, then it's, it's what, pull out it, the it's old what, Black Sabbath album. You know, it's what's tickling their ears right now. It's Listen just to, one of those things. I mean, it, no, it's a trend right now. But if you're going to do it, try to put something new into it. Combine Agreed. it with something. Agreed. You know, do, do something lyrically. Get a chick singer. I don't know. Do something a little bit different. No, I think there's a there is some stuff out there that is better than others. Uh, Absolutely. And, and you know, I like the Electric Wizard. I like this. I I kind of like the Noctum. You like your sword? Yeah, I do like my sword. I do like that. And there's nothing. I 
what's wrong with that stuff? Is, is it okay? Can I have my can I have my filler stuff from time to time? It doesn't have to always be leading edge. Do I always need to be thinking about what's happening in metal and what's going to make it better and progress things forward? I don't really care about that. Sometimes I just want to hear then listen some rock. Then listen to the old stuff that did it first. But I listen to that stuff so much. I don't mind listening to it either from time to time. But I don't. I've heard Sabbath so much. I can only listen to it so much. Sometimes I want to hear stuff that is familiar so but new. So you're saying you're saying you don't want to be challenged. No, sometimes I don't want to be challenged. Sometimes you don't want to be challenged, but you want to hear something different. Yes. I don't get that. <laughs> uh, what? I, I'm not abnormal in that way. Like you want it to be. I don't want to hear the same song again because I heard that song a thousand times. But sometimes. I just don't. I don't want to be challenged. But don't I just, you? But don't, I want to be. I want to be dumb. But don't you think Is that it like okay? Can I be dumb from time to time? All right. So Slexeter, right? Don't are like as far as I'm concerned, like fifty fifty that they're going to actually put out this album. I think that Tom Araya to me sounds like he's kind of uh, on the edge, right? But I think like people are kind of like fifty fifty and want to hear a new Slayer. But if somebody else came along and they sounded exactly like Slayer, well, then for some reason, the masses will run to it. And I don't get that. No, I get it because people want what they want things to sound like what they the sheep, man. They're just sheep, dude. Everybody's sheep. But you're saying you're a sheep. I, I'm, I'm a black sheep, so I don't follow all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, I mean, my problem is that I listen to so much music. Like I consume so much right. music that bubblegum to me is great sometimes. I love to listen to, to a lot of crap because crap can be a lot of fun. Like I went through, I've been going through a Yacht Rock phase, which is really oh, bad yeah. right now because it's, it's really on the comeback I, for I, some reason. I tweeted my picture of uh, the Easy Rock comp from e- a- a Razor and Tie. Yeah, I Dude, love that stuff. I need to stop. I mean, but that's what I, I just needed yeah. something to go shut brain, brain shut down, uh-huh. shut, don't need to, to uh, protest a hero good, but uh, I think too much. Totally. Thinking I mean, way too much when I listen to that crap. Dude, you know a year from, that's great, but uh. yeah, a year from now I'm not listening to that protest the hero song anymore or uh, album anymore because it's so challenging, right? Well, I mean that that's the thing is that I think that they become not as challenging once you get so familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is I'm not familiar with everything right now, so right. I just don't, still interesting. Yeah, it's still interesting. I just I don't know, man. I get I get overwhelmed sometimes and have to like back off. See, I think that pop. You know, you want to talk about Yacht Rock and, you know, you want to talk about like one of the greatest bands from the whole Yacht Rock thing, totally don't get their props, is 10CC, right? 10CC, sonically, were doing really interesting things. You listen to like their their big hit, like I'm Not In Love, right? It, it goes in interesting places and it does interesting things and, you know, everybody sitting listening to their radio right now is going, what the hell is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about right Not now. In so don't forget but you listen to that song and lyrically it's interesting sonically it's interesting it goes really interesting places and that's part of what makes it an awesome pop song there's no reason in the world that you cannot have something that's that perhaps is retro or has retro parts to it is still easy to listen to but yet does something interesting otherwise it's it's flat and boring it's a mcdonald's hamburger yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it all, some of uh, I won. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> screw you. You didn't win nothing. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> damn it. Sorry, Noctum. You just lost. Yeah. But Noctem? <laughs> you guys are okay. I got props, yeah. You guys are totally okay, man. All right, we're all right with you. They man. won me on the contact lenses. I was I was in from there, man. <laughs> done and done. We got to wrap this damn show up, dude. We want to thank Chance Garnett for uh, sitting in with us and uh, talking about the new record this week. That was uh, definitely cool talking yeah. to him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet your mom, dude. Totally. And our protest, the hero worship service continues next week. Oh, Jesus. Yes, it does. Uh, next week, we have uh, Roddy Walker on the show. That's right. We're going to bring him in and talk about crowdfunding and all kinds of other stuff. We wanted to talk about the orgy crowdfunding thing this week. Yeah. Uh, but we want to, we'll probably talk about that next week if it's, if something else doesn't blow up. Yeah. You know, if uh, another singer doesn't beat his wife. Yeah. Or somebody like call that. Lemmy. Make sure everything's okay. Yeah. So as long as, uh, as long as everything is on par or on track, we may talk about the crowdfunding thing again. Uh, next week because we talked to uh, Roddy Walker as part of the Metal Sucks podcast. I am Cheetah Chuck. I'm Godless. And this has been another edition of the Metal Sucks podcast. Oh!